You are listening to the Pro Organizers Coach Podcast. I'm Samantha Brown, a professional organizer and business coach. In this podcast, you will learn how to start and scale the organizing business of your dreams. So let's jump in. Welcome back to the Pro Organizers Coach Podcast. On today's episode, I have a special treat. I have Trista Salak from the Pro Organizers Coach Membership, our coaching community. She is in the process of starting her professional organizing business. And first, I wanted to ask you, Trista, how did you get this free one-on-one coaching call for the podcast? Thank you, Samantha, for having me today. It's all because I'm in your, your membership. And that's one of your things that you offer in your membership is a free one-on-one 30-minute unstuck coaching session. So I thought I would take advantage of it and get some free coaching from you today. Yes, you're welcome. And I know that, you know, it's a lot of fun to do stuff for the group, but then it's also a lot of fun to do stuff one-on-one. And for me, I love getting to know each one of you one-on-one. So I know that the content I'm putting out is helping. And then the third great thing about it is that each one of you feel seen and heard and that you have someone to bounce those ideas off of and that you have a group of other women doing the same thing around you for support, because that is huge when you are starting a business is to have other women around you that are currently going through similar situations. So yeah, I thank you so much for being on here. So real quick, tell us a little bit about you and how you decided that you wanted to start an organizing business. I am a mom of four. But all my kids are pretty well grown up, so I had to find something to do rather than taking care of them because I've been a stay-at-home mom, uh, you know, their whole lives. And uh, I did have a few other little jobs here and there, but nothing too major. So um, I just figured I'd love organizing, and that would be a good thing to get into. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that need our help, and that's something I'm, I'm good at. So I figured, uh, why not bless a few other people with my organizing skills? Yeah, because as much as we don't realize it, as easy as it is to us, it really isn't easy to everyone. And so it really is a calling and and a gift from God, in my opinion, when we are able to take our blessings and our abilities and turn around and help others with them. I wanted to ask you for today's, you know, unstuck session, what is like one of the major things that's coming up for you recently where you feel like you're getting stuck? And we'll just kind of start there. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'm thinking mindset is one of the biggest ones for me. You know, the fear of failure is a real thing. So you get your website going and it's out there and you hope it's good enough for everyone where this group was really instrumental in getting me to put out my website. Because I could at least bounce it off of you guys first and get the confidence that, yeah, it looks good and everything's great and, you know, launch it to the real world now, you know. So mindset's a big thing. And like I said, the fear of failure, you know, you just got to build up that confidence because, okay, so you put it out there, then what? What's going to happen next, you know? And what if this doesn't work, you know, then what? So Yeah, and, and let's talk about that. So what if just putting out the website And, you know, you get crickets. What if it doesn't work? Right. I mean, so what? So, you know, you're not really, I'm not really out of a whole lot of money. So that's, that's a good thing. But, um, but what if it does work, you know, and I guess that's my biggest thing that, you know, yeah, I'm just going to make it work. You're going to have to. Yeah. And, 
And, you know, and I think also like I think and the reason I ask that is because a lot of times when we have these thoughts in our head, um, which first off, by the way, we can choose our thoughts, which I didn't even know until a few years ago, which I think is amazing. But the fact that you can choose your thoughts. So when these thoughts are coming in, it's it's that where it's well, what if it doesn't work? What if you choose a better thought to replace it with? Or the other place that we kind of get stuck is we don't keep going down that rabbit trail. We have that thought of what if it doesn't work, but then we don't we don't work it out. So, okay, well, what if it doesn't work? Well, then, you know, all like we will either we'll we'll push through, we'll persevere. If you've raised four kids and, you know, done all these other things like you can do this. And it's about kind of talking ourselves through The fact that, okay, if this doesn't work, well, then I will pivot and I'll find something that does work or I'll try a new tactic. There's multiple other ways or or streams or revenues or or things that I can be doing that, you know, but for you, you even like you specifically even saying, what if it doesn't work? You've already got a client that you're actually working with so much that you barely have time to even take on new clients right now. Um, because you've been helping, you know, this gentleman for so long, which is a huge blessing. And in my opinion, and and from what I've seen, which if anyone knows me, they know that I love God. And, you know, I believe God doesn't give us more than we can handle where right now you might be feeling like, oh, I need some more clients for the income or for this or for that. But I also wonder what if those clients came would you even have the time to be able to help them on top of what you are currently doing every day now? Yeah, I mean, I try to strive. I keep pushing myself, I think, just for more and more and more. So, I mean, I don't want to get too big too quick. And um, I have launched another uh, another business before this, um, completely different. Um, I, I sell bundled firewood to campgrounds in our area. So oh, fun. kind of a, a weird thing, but I mean, to get all of those clients, I actually basically went out on their doors, you know, I went to different campgrounds with a hundred mile radius, pretty much knocked on their, their doors and uh, told them what, what kind of business I was launching. And that was back in 2008. So I've been doing that for yeah. a while as well, but. So yeah. you're still currently doing that job? I am in the summers. Um, since we're in Pennsylvania. So we only have about a three to four month season with that. But um, I did cut that back. I scaled that back a little bit. And then that's when I was kind of like, well, I want to do something more with the, you know, the organizing part. And I mean, I do have, I have some time that I can, you know, squeeze in people here and there. So I think my point is, is that as you really are ready and as it's time, the clients will come is, is, is how it's always been for me. You know, that like every time that I thought, Oh, I'm not, I don't have enough clients or I don't have enough for this week or, or, you know, over the next couple of weeks, I literally am like, all right, God, like send me some more people to help. And I believe because my, from my heart is where I'm asking is because I truly want to help people. I believe is why he then sends me the people that need the help but he doesn't ever send me so many that I can't see straight because they're all at once. (laughs) He sends them to me kind of incrementally to where 
I'm able to help each one in the way that they need to be helped. Right. Yeah. And then so so on the confidence piece of that, because you had kind of said fear, fear of failure and and, you know, we all know with confidence and, and to push through fear normally is action, right? Like action helps get that out of the way. But with the confidence, I wonder if if exactly what you just said of you've already built a business just because it was in a different industry doesn't make it any less than what this is. It, it's maybe a little different, but that if you need to borrow the confidence from that, it on the moments that you're having those times of like, can I do this? Or, or, you know, is this going to work? Reminding yourself, well, I've done it before and it did work. And so, you know, of course this is going to work. Right. Right. I just, I don't know. I just feel kind of um, embarrassed or, you know, when I talk to people like, Oh, what are you doing? You know, Oh, I don't know. I just kind of, you know, help people organize, (laughs) you know, it's just maybe the imposter syndrome, like, no, you're not really doing that, you know. But when I started the firewood business, I wasn't when I first got my first clients, I wasn't really I was selling a lot of firewood to hardly anyone, but I made it seem like, Oh yeah, we're this huge, you know, company and we're selling all this firewood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, kind of fake it till you make it. And actually yep. I had a com I had a conversation with Jessica who's in the membership and she was having a she was having a struggle with because in our brains, when we think of the word professional, it almost immediately makes you feel like, oh, you should have a doctorate or you should have a this or a that. And so of course the imposter syndrome comes up. And so for her, I asked her, I said, Well, what if we just get get rid of that word? get rid of the word professional. And what if it's when people ask you, what do you do? You literally say, I help people declutter and organize their homes. Right. You yeah. know, and, and, and kind of play with the wording that feels better for you, especially until you've had a few clients under your belt, because the second you've had even that first client, well, technically you're a professional organizer. Mm-hmm. You know, that guy that I, I work with every week, I mean, I started out for him as cleaning and organizing and I organized, reorganized his whole household, reorganized his whole garage, you know, helped him build his garage, bought all the supplies, bought all the shelves, everything. I mean, so, you know, I am an organizer, I guess. (laughs) Well, yeah. So then we just got to shift your mindset of when that imposter syndrome starts to come up, you've got to remind yourself, no, I've already done this. Like I Mm -hmm. am a professional organizer. What what about the job that you have right now do you think is making you feel like it's not an actual job or like what's coming up for you when you think of of being able to say to someone I am a professional organizer? Well, the job right now for him, I mean he's 73 or 74 and he's kind of in failing health. I mean, he can still get around. So I only go there Mondays and Wednesdays. So I'm not like a caregiver taking care of him. But I kind of am, you know, I, I go, I show up in the morning, I make him breakfast, I clean his house, I pay, you know, help him pay his bills, you know, that whole, you know, scenario. Because a couple of years ago is when we did get his house back together and organized. So I kind of feel more like a caregiver than an organizer, you know, Mm -hmm. for those two days a week. So then, so then maybe, maybe play with that, maybe play with, you know, the whole, I help people 
get their home. I help people declutter and organize their home and get it back under order or, you know, whatever that phrasing needs to be for you to where you take the word professional out of it just until you've had even just that first one or two clients. Then you can go back to saying, I am a professional organizer because you are the second you've had that client, you are. But I understand where you're coming from because as a caregiver myself, it it does have a different feel than if you, if someone calls and you do a consultation and then you do the walkthrough and, and you know, that whole process of being a, an actual organizer only, you know, like you've ended up helping in other ways, which I think honestly, as you build your business though, is if, if you can take the story of what you've done with him and, and put that into your marketing. I don't know who your niche client is and you won't either until you start working with some people, but you sound a lot like me where you want to maybe help more of the people that can't really afford the traditional routes of organizing, but still need the help. And so, you know, using that as, as, as your marketing material, as when people ask you, you know, or, or as you're doing your website or anytime that you're putting stuff out, talking about it in a way of, well, this, you know, I had, I had a client that, you know, I helped him for, you know, months, you don't, you don't say years or anything. I helped him for months and we went through his entire home from beginning to end and got the entire home decluttered and organized, which is true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you you don't have to put in the caregiver part. You right. just need to tweak it, tweak down your wording to where it's still true. It's a true statement. You just don't have to go into all of those other details. Right. Because that sounds great, right? Like to, to be able to say, you know, well, I had a client that I helped him with his entire home. He was an elderly man from beginning to end to declutter, organize, help him because he had some health issues to where he could get around his home better. Like whatever those, you know, things were that you were able to help him accomplish. That's where I would go with my marketing of, of kind of pushing that out. If those that, if you're wanting to help people that are a little bit, you know, older and do need those types of services, if not, then we can always tweak it and you could just use the part of, oh, well, I had a client that I worked with for months and we went through his whole home. And you could just leave it at that. You know, it really just depends on who who you're speaking to and what the message is that you're trying to get across. Right. And like if I sit down and write it out, I'm good. Like I can create a, you know, a flyer or something and I can, you know, put all kinds of different points down. But then when I go to talk about it, I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> just like the other well, day, my daughters and I were shopping at a furniture store and the the owner of the furniture store came up and she was talking to us and she's like, Oh, what do you guys do? You know, for a job. And my oldest daughter, she came right out and said where she worked. And, you know, she was a, she's in human resources and the whole bit. And my youngest daughter, Oh, I'm a student. And I was just like, I just sat there and I should have, I wish I would have had my business cards to hand to her and, you know, go into that spiel about, you know, being an organizer. But yeah, even if your statement is I, I help people declutter and organize their homes, then you're silent because then that intrigues them. When people are asking us questions, especially what do you do for a living? They're not wanting a big, long, long drawn out explanation. We think we have to give them one, yeah. but we, but we don't. 
the it's shorter and and the the shortest and simplest answer we can give like the one liner you know how they call it like your elevator pitch cuz it's supposed to be short enough that in one elevator ride you can explain it and right. so literally if it's as simple as i help people declutter and organize their homes and then she would have said something like oh my gosh that's amazing you know like do you have any business cards and then all you could have said was I actually don't have them on me right now, but if you will, you know, you can take down my number or here, let me put my website or let me, let me give you my website address and you can put that into your phone or, you know, it, it, it literally like we make it into this huge thing when all it is, is a conversation just like you and I are having right now. Right. And I did have that conversation. I had a doctor's appointment yesterday and I was talking to her and I told her what I did and. I was told her about my website and everything else. So at least I got it out there. Good. Yeah. Literally, the more you practice, it's like anything else. That imposter syndrome goes away. That fear goes away. We gain confidence. It literally just takes some practice. And one of the biggest tips that I know it made me successful is I literally told anyone and everyone that would listen or that, you know, I wasn't running up to random strangers and being like, Hey, look what I do for a living. But anybody just like what you did, you know, while sitting in the doctor's office and the nurse, almost every person in your life, when you're just standing there with someone is always like, Oh, what do you do? Mm -hmm. So it's always the perfect time to be like, like just today I was picking up some furniture from somewhere. And this other lady that was coming in to get her taxes done there she goes, hey, um, because on the back of my vehicle, I have professional organizing with my website. And she comes in and goes, hey, whose car's out there that has the professional organizing? Because I need some help. So I was able to hand her a card and tell her to give me a call and, you know, just have a quick little like three minute conversation. And, and then that was the end of it. Um, yeah. And so, you know, even if it's something like that where you want to go and create some kind of thing that just says like professional organizing and like your website on the back of your vehicle or, you know, anywhere you can think of to market this thing, you become known as the organizer to go to, especially in your area. Yeah. And that's kind of what I wanted to do because I am the only one in my area. So I feel like I have to kind of educate people about what I do so that they actually know it exists. So that's why I, you know, I put stuff out on my Facebook page all the time and try to try to just advertise what a professional organizer does. So. And I think that like your website's great. And then even your little flyers, if like your business cards that you do, even if kind of we were talking about if you could maybe do more of the size of like maybe like a postcard kind of thing. So it had a little bit more information on it or, you know, however you want to play with that. But I think, you know, because what I wish I would have done on my um, on my car, and I still plan on doing it, I just haven't fixed it yet, is instead of the word professional organizing, I want it to say decluttering and organizing or declutter and organize your home. Something mm -hmm. along those lines to where it's very simple, it's very basic, but it's big enough for them to see because it's across the back of you know my vehicle and then have my website right there underneath it. And right. then, you know, just so that way, when people are driving down the road, it's like declutter, organize my home. Well, I need that. Let me, yeah. you know, let me get this website. 
a good idea. I know my mom said when she's down in Florida and she sees a car driving past every now and then, and the lady must be a, a house cleaner. And she said she's got it plastered all over the back of her car, you know, and her phone number and everything. It was just really easy to get a hold of her. So, yeah. 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 And I did that. And honestly, I would love to take, I should take a photo and put it in the Facebook groups just so everyone can, can see what I'm talking about. And I think it was maybe about $75 for the size and stuff that I had to get. But for, you know, it's a write off. And for 75 bucks, that was totally worth all of the marketing that I'm getting off of just driving down the road. But I made sure to get a really bright color that had like glittery colors to it. And on top of that, it also made me feel a little more professional driving up to clients' homes because I at least had some kind of branding on my vehicle, which kind of takes us into, I know you you had also wanted to talk about kind of the waiting game, right? And so I, I wanted to give you some encouragement of we all play the waiting game. And so what I always encourage my clients to do, which you have been fantastic at this, but while you are playing the waiting game and what the waiting game is, is when you've done your website, you've done your Google My Business, you've done everything on the list, you've, you know, you, you're on Find My Organizer, like you've literally checked all the boxes of all the things that you can do online, you're posting on social media, but you've not gotten that first client yet. So now you're playing the waiting game of you're waiting for word of mouth to get out or you're waiting for someone to click and say that they are interested. So there's a couple things, which honestly for you, which I, I don't normally give this advice, but for you specifically, I'm almost wondering if a thumbtack or Angie's lead or something would be beneficial for you only because you're the only one. So the problem with in a lot of other areas the leads are so expensive because it's a competitive market and the leads are so expensive because they, you know, like you may have two or three other people that reach out to that same person. So then you may not even get that job. But for you, if people are, you know, even if you don't turn on your leads and you're just looking at the opportunities, well, if there's no one else answering those leads, those opportunities are going to come to you to where then you can look and see and see which ones you would like to choose and pick. But I would almost at least just sign up for a couple of those because, you know, yeah. you're playing the waiting game. Why not try and just see? Um, I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't turn it on and like turn on all the zip codes and, you know, anything like that. But definitely get your platforms going, get the photos on there that you've been working on with your before and afters from Canva, and then just kind of play with it a little bit. Maybe turn on one zip code. Of, of whichever zip code you think it would be like your ideal market and turn on that one zip code and just see, do I get any leads? Is anyone in my area even looking for an organizer right now? Mm -hmm. And then if, okay. if that zip code doesn't work, turn that zip code off and maybe try a different one. Okay. And then so what? You don't pay for anything until you take the job? And yeah, then so... So yeah, so on Angie's lead and Thumbtack, the reason I'm saying turn on the zip codes or turn them off, what happens is, is if your zip code is turned on, then and someone in that zip code is looking for an organizer, you automatically get charged for that lead just to get the information so then you can call that person and try to get the job. So it doesn't matter if you get the job or not, you're getting that lead. 
But what I have found is if I keep my zip codes turned off, they have this section called opportunities, which is where the leads go that no one else answers. So then when you're looking down through the opportunities, yes, you would still pay for those leads, but you get to pick and choose which ones based on where it says the zip code is. And the other bit of information and like tip I have found is if it if it says customer left no additional information, those are not good leads. Those are people that are literally just browsing the internet. But if it says additional information and it's it's like, you know, oh, my my closet and my dresser and my and it goes into details, that person is way more likely to be worth paying for the lead than than the person, you know, that didn't put in any additional information. Right. And is the price the same for every lead or how do they do that? So and that's that's the thing that bugs me the most. So it depends on your area. For me in particular, um, mine can range anywhere from $20 to $40 for a lead. It depends on how the person that is reaching out for the lead words the, what they're needing. If someone's like, I just need a closet decluttered, then it may be a $10 or $15 lead. But if they say, oh, I need my whole house decluttered, which you know most people think that they do, then in my area, I may pay closer to 30 or 40 for that lead. But if I can call them soon and make sure that I can like kind of push that lead more so than not, the lead is worth it. And you're a very people person. So, you know, as long as the goal is reach out to them, be as polite as possible, obviously, and let them know like, hey, you know, I'm Trista, the professional organizer, I was reaching back out. I would love to set up a time to have a chat with you about your organizational goals. Is now good or would you like me to call back? And then they'll either set up a time with you. And then from the phone call, your goal is to get that free consultation. You make sure to let them know, this is what it looks like to work with me. My first step, you know, is the phone call we're doing now. The second step is the free consultation because I want to make sure that we're a good fit to work together and I can come up with a better plan if I can see the space. And so, you know, you make it about them, which it is about them and about us being able to come up with a good plan for their space. You just don't tell them how you would do it. You just get excited about the fact that you realize you can do it. Just don't go giving all the details because then you'll leave and they'll be like, oh, well, she just told me everything I need to do and I'll just do it myself. Yeah, and I think I already did that. So yeah, <laughs> lesson learned on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, because because we get excited. And I think a lot of times we have to remember when we're going into phone calls, conversations or consultations, any conversations with potential clients, they already assume we're, we're the professional. We don't have to prove anything. We are there more to listen to their problems and then to reassure them that we can help them find the answers. That's more of what we are there to do. We're, and we're not there to tell them all the tips and tricks and like talk, talk, talk and tell them all these things. We're there to listen. So because a lot of times they're going to be more likely to hire you when they feel like you they've been heard. Then they are, if you came in and were like, oh, well, I can do A, B, C, and D. Um, you did. I, I don't even remember what your name is, lady, but I can do all this stuff. For, you know what I mean? Like, 
But if you walk away and they're like, wow, I feel better and lighter just because she was in my presence. And, and she seemed like she really knew what she was doing, even if you didn't even go into that many details about what you do. And I always tell my clients, I take this step by step because I want to take the stress off of you. Give me your stress. I will take it on for you. All we're going to do is we're going to go step by step. So we're going to do this phone call. Then, of course, we're at the consultation. Now we're going to set up our first session. And then from the first session, we'll set up our second session. If you want multiple sessions back to back, great. We'll get all of those booked on the calendar. If you want to book them one as we go, that's great too. I'm I, There's no pressure whatsoever. It's We can go at whatever pace feels best for you. That sounds like a plan. Yeah. I mean, you're so naturally like that anyways. I just know that having the verbiage is a little helpful to, you know, and, and to just remember, like, it's more about us keeping our mouth shut, like having our few little phrases we say, but then it's just about asking questions and then just letting them show us everything and letting them do the talking. That's what we are there for. Okay. Yeah. Yep, I just need to keep my mouth shut and listen to them. <laughs> Stop doing so much talking, I guess. Because <laughs> like I said, the last client I did, I did tell her, I was like, oh, I can do this and we can do that and we should order this and do that. <laughs> and she was probably like, oh, okay. <laughs> but Yeah, well, and honestly, because we've got to look at it from their perspective. A lot of them, like we think, especially those first few clients, we almost feel like we have to prove ourselves. The fact that they called us is proof enough that we're proven. They already assume we're professional. We don't call our electrician and when they come in, be like, well, explain to me how all this works and tell me exactly how this is going to happen. You know, we just assume yeah. they know what they're talking about because they're an electrician. Very true. And so when you go in with that confidence of, you know, being able to just stay quiet, but just ask the questions and let them speak, it is so much better. And then your turn to speak comes at the end when you sit down to go over your over the agreement or the contract, whatever you've come up with. That's when it's your turn to speak. But then it's more about this is what it looks like to work with me. Here's each bullet point. And then just assuming when would you like to set up your first session? And then just saying, do you have any additional questions for me? Right. Like it's okay. literally as simple as that. Yeah. Yeah, I think we overcomplicate things. Very much so. Yeah. And, and that's fine. It's it's our own it's our own insecurities that are coming up. But every one of us that has started an organizing business feels this way. That's why a lot of people feel like, oh, well, if I could just go get this certification or I could just go get this. Well, you can get all those things all you want. You're still going to have imposter syndrome in between when you launch your website and when that first client calls you, you're still going to be going through these same feelings because it's just part of the experience of starting your own business. Right. Yeah. You're, you know, spending, throwing money at it's not really going to help. You know, like, like I said, a few dollars here and there, you know, joining this membership was great because it's not like I'm spending thousands of dollars on, this. you know, <laughs> I mean, you make it affordable for people to do this. And, um, like I said, if I don't get any clients, well, then I don't get any clients. But at least yeah. I tried. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and and even watching your your verbiage. How about when I do get clients, it's I'm gonna definitely know that this was worth it. 
<laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's yeah. what I, I got to start becoming more positive, I guess, about myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, and not even just, a, I don't think it's you being positive about yourself because you're a very positive person. I think it's about you being aware of the words that are coming out of your mouth mm-hmm. about about whatever's going to happen because we speak life or death, right? So right. whatever we're speaking, we're speaking it into existence. Right. Yeah. Like that's how I started my business while I was caregiving is when I was building my website, doing my canvas stuff, doing all of that in the background while he was taking or while she was taking naps or in between, you know, breakfast and lunch and all that. Cause she, she would sleep a lot. Yep. I'd listen to my podcasts and just, yep. I just kept putting all of my stuff out there until one day I got a phone call and the lady said, and I, and all I said was hello, because I was so not used to answering the phone like a business. And she said, Oh, I was trying to find that organizer it was like almost like an out-of-body experience because I was actually getting a phone call from someone wanting my services. And it was so funny because she goes, well, honey, what is it? She said, I don't really know what I need. She said, but what is it that you do? And I thought, well, what is it that I do? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even know what I did yet. Hadn't even had a session yet. I didn't know. And so that's, that's where my things of, my where I told her, oh, well, the first step is the free consultation because I at least knew that part. And so I was like, let's just set up the free consultation and then we'll go from there. And then I knew I could do the research between that phone call and the free consultation to know what to say and to have my contract ready and all of that. And it worked out perfectly fine. Uh And then you just grew from there. Yeah. Yeah. And and honestly, it really is that simple. And so I just want to encourage you that like, you know, if I can do it, if all these other people could do it, you definitely can do it. And you you actually have an advantage a lot of the rest of us don't have is that there's no competition in your area. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I think just being as real as we can with people is what helps them connect to us. And being an organizer, it really is about the connection with the person. Our goal is not just to make their closet pretty and functional. It's also to maybe spend a moment with them and help them feel heard and seen in a way that someone's not taking the time to, you know, just be in their home for a few minutes. And and especially for older people, they used to um, visit each other when they were younger a lot more than people do nowadays. And so just the fact of having you in their home is like a relief. It's like a, like, oh, somebody's here to like spend time with me and, you know, that kind of thing. And I think we get so, you know, stressed out by the technical things, which, yeah, we still need to do some of that stuff, but also explaining to them like, hey, we're going to do this together. And if you need to tell me a story about something that's important to you, then that I'm all for it. And if you want to go really fast and get it done as fast as you can, I can do that too. At whatever pace you want to go is the pace we will go because I want you happy at the end of this. Right. Yeah. And I have thought about going, you know, to the senior population and trying to help them out as well, because that's what I'm doing right now. So maybe I'll kind of maybe focus on that right now and see how that goes. Yeah. Yep. And it might help you not feel so 
stressed by the idea of talking to to someone elderly compared to maybe talking to someone in their 30s or 40s. Right. I 100% think that that's great. Was there anything else that you wanted to like touch on last minute before we hop off of here? Um, no, I just want to let everyone out there in, in the podcast world know how good of a coach that you are and how great the membership has been. And like I said, I don't think I would have launched my website without you, you know, with the encouraging words from you and the other ladies. So if anyone, you know, is looking and struggling to get into the organizing business, I think they really should uh, become a part of our group. I appreciate everything you've done for me. So thank you, Trista, for doing your unstuck session. I appreciate you. Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate you too, Samantha. You have been listening to the Pro Organizers Coach Podcast. Go to the show notes to find all of the links mentioned in this episode and hit that subscribe and automatic download button so you don't miss a single thing. Thanks for listening.